100% moving all of this because I'm Is that our safe one now? <laughs> cutting, cutting. Obviously cutting you have form. to cut that. Obviously. Oh. We are better people than this and I have not done this. Okay. I'm the better one. <laughs> I'm the one who's in abject horror. I'm good now. Okay. You know, with all the recording we do, things just don't make it into the episode. And so that's where I created the cutting room floor. We're on a, I want episode 10. You know how this works. In this episode, we talked about our first times in drag, something called mummering, which I think is a, a Newfoundland Christmas tradition. And Stuart plays with his brand new microphone that I got him with a selfie starter kit. Take a listen. <laughs> I'm starting to record. <laughs> I'll be here till Thursday at 8 p.m., Tip your servers. And also, we have a sale on the shrimp cocktail. It is a day old, and we have to get rid of it by health standards. <laughs> everyone, everyone, we have to get rid of the shrimp cocktail. We need to get you. Didn't you? <laughs> you in the back. You in the. Peter. 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 <laughs> Peter? See, this should be your next TikTok. <laughs> I love that you're just doing your like your tight five. This is great. I literally like, why would you give me a microphone and make me use it on a camera? Oh my God. <laughs> well, but didn't it come with a stand? Like, wasn't that part of the set? It it comes it, it attaches to here. Oh, gotcha. But I'm gonna hold it because I just feel fancy. Hello. Hi. Hi. Are you are you share tonight? <laughs> don't make me sing. <laughs> don't make me sing. Are we doing a group thing? Is it a group thing? All right. <laughs> Happy birthday <laughs> to you. To you. Who's Happy birthday? Happy birthday. It's just a five. It's like a tight five. He's doing. <laughs> I have a microphone now, Chad. This is a nightmare for all of you. <laughs> no. No part of the five that he has is tight. I'd like to. I'd like to. Hear that. <laughs> nope. Lapping in the wind. I also, guys, this is not my laundry. This is again. I want to point it out again. I don't think Chad knows. I'm donating these clothes, but nothing. I can't give them to anybody because no one wants. Stuart, them. for as long as I've known you, you've had that pile of clothes because, and I've seen you wear clothes from that pile. Because the campfire blanket blouse that we've referred to in multiple recordings, multiple is in there. It's in there. It's down there. All right. But I've, I've seen you wear it because I've never been a guest in your oh, house, so I know oh, you want it. Guys. <laughs> and I think, can we just discuss how myself and Stu are clearly ringlet? Chad is glowing from within. But Stefan somehow has that like now Voyager, like being lit just from a crack behind the door. It's just across the eye here. Just this. And yes. that's it. It's just this. It's an and old Hollywood. It's my natural. I the eyes to start darting. Like, will they know it's me? I feel like Morticia Adams. <laughs> but also, like, I, I can't imagine why you feel that way. I can't <laughs> imagine why your personality says you feel like Morticia Adams when you're sitting at home alone. Can I just say, as a rebel without a closet participant, I'm a little bit nervous because the last time we were grouped together, I got an official notice that our podcast was not good enough and needs to be done. And the Mary burn that I am feeling is like if I had gone out without sunscreen for 25 minutes midday. Oh, and at your tone of pasty, really. Um, 
I also think part of it could have been that um, there was a, a full monologue written that got put in there that should have won a Pulitzer Prize with the aging of women that I feel like <laughs> Not was forced in, but definitely was getting in either way. To be fair, neither one of us stopped him. <laughs> no, we were all just fair. like, it is we were not all just fair. like, keep going, Norma Ray. Keep going, <laughs> no. Norma Ray. It is not fair because usually you guys interject and nobody stopped me. I was like, I guess no one understands what I'm saying. And then Chad no, left. Sometimes it's I nice to Chad see away. if the train will stop before the rails go. Sometimes no. it's fun to see if the, I mean, the like, only person like Operation Everest on the at Disney. Only like, person who stopped me was Chad, who was like, guys, I need to leave. This is too much. Who didn't stop you? He was like, We've been here for two and a half hours. I have a life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. I cried. I like messaged Stefan after. I was like, Did I scare Chad away? He was like, No, he's busy with other things. I was like, Oh, he has a life. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Of the four of us, and he, he has a boyfriend. So, you know, he has things to do. <laughs> so um, like what's cool. that like? Fine, we'll all go and live in a cottage together. It's fine. Uh, we are not going to be the Golden Girls. I need you to know that. I right am Golden Girl. Is my life. It's happening. It's happening. If I retire, I am Rue. Mc- I am Rue McClanahan. And I'm Dorothy. No. <laughs> so we uh, you know what? Good. No, let's switch because you've been a bigger slut for your life than me. So I and I'm more of a hateful bitch in real life. So. Joey Stewart is right there. Don't worry. Rosen Island doesn't know shit. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chad's Rose. Anyway, uh, no, I, I was... Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah you, okay. Um, but I was going to say, as a 10-year-old boy watching this, I didn't see yeah. drag queens. I saw yeah. women. You know what I mean? Like uh, It's just beautiful. Like, as a little kid, the thought of, like, dressing up in women's clothes, I'm like, oh, my God. That's amazing. They're so <laughs> beautiful. Did you do it at Christmas? Dress up like a Christmas. Uh, in Newfoundland, there's this thing called mummering or jamming. And let me tell you, you, so the point of it is that you dress up so no one can tell who you are and you knock door to door and you kind of have like a traveling Christmas party. And the point is you got to try to guess who everyone is. But traditionally, like if you had a big titted mom or aunt, you'd steal one of her bras and stuff it and put that on. Let me tell you, I know quite a few Newfoundland gay boy when the first time he put on a bra was when he went jamming with his family. And let me tell you, that's a, that changes the way you walk for everyone. Amazing. I love mummering. I love the concept of it. I've done it. I have never seen it as a version of drag. I still don't see it as a version of drag. I've been oh, it's not. It's with like the broad stuff on, but it's so far, because there it's just about disguise. You know, it's not a Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I've never heard of this, mummering. Like, it's like oh, how it's at the prairies illegal. we have socials. It's illegal in a lot of places because it's potentially very, very dangerous. But it was back in the day when you had, like, really small communities. And it was sort yeah. of like entertainment for the people. Mm-hmm. And you would dress up in a way where you completely disguised yourself. So you could have your face covered. You put on other people's clothing and stuff. It so it looked like you had a big belly. You dress up in funny, silly clothes. Mm-hmm. Your foot's on your feet. You could have a boot on your head. Anything to disguise your identity. And then these people would go out and parade around, especially around Christmas time, and then would go door to door across the community. And so you would invite the mummers in, you pour them all the drinks, so everyone gets paid in booze for dressing up and bringing this festivity. And then it's sort of a game we're trying to figure out who the different people are, but it's wearing oh. so much clothes. So you only stay for 15, 20 minutes, and you move on to the next house, you get another drink, so on and so on and so on. You knock on the door and say, any mummers, nice mummers, loud in. <laughs> and if there's mummers allowed in, so you've got mummers come in. Because you have to speak like a mummer. And to speak like a mummer, you have to say everything on the inhale. So instead of any mummers loud in, it's any mummers loud in. <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, God, yes. 
Oh, bitch, don't come for me. I'm from Newfoundland too. <laughs> can we just go I've to Newfoundland and you guys can show us around? I've never been more attracted to Chad in my life. I've <laughs> never been more. You I'm only, like, we can go fucking Janny and yes, queen. My Christmas was always, um, my mom would always dress up like Santa. And so, uh, but like every year. She was a tiny woman. She was a tiny and woman. And we, had to, <laughs> and we had to stuff all these pillows in like inside her suit. I think we still have the Santa suit because I think we gave it to my nephew, my nephew-in-law, so he could do it for his kids. But um, we have to stuff her with pillows, but it'd be the the dead of night in the middle of winter. And then she would, me and my nephew and my niece, uh, well, I think me and my nephew at that time were just going crazy over it because we're just little kids, but she'd open the door and she'd run outside and she'd do like snow angels in the lawn. And then she'd run into our neighbors and knock on the door and give them hugs and be like, Merry Christmas. And it was the funniest thing because you've got Santa running around the, the, the neighborhood in Winnipeg in the dead of night. It was so sweet. Um, I'm coming to Stephens where I'm going to go, my love this year for Christmas, princess points. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> I, like that, I like that Stefan's mom has a Newfoundland accent in your mind. That oh, yeah. Beautiful. Every mom yeah. has a Newfoundland accent to me. Joe, you haven't listened to my other podcasts. I have a strong affinity for mom culture. <laughs> it's very true. First of all, we're we're going to have a very strong discussion about Newfoundland mother culture because it's not mom culture, it's mother culture. Uh, um, but the second thing was, uh, my first time in drag was Halloween at Sheridan and, uh, I went to blue notes. I bought the ugliest little skirt and the ugliest little white top. And I went, I got pigtails and I was supposed to do like this, like I was supposed to look like a Britney Spears, just idiot. And it was so much fun and it was so freeing and hilarious. And at that time I wasn't even, and nothing has changed, nothing at all. But at that time I wasn't out. I wasn't, uh, you don't have to laugh that hard, Stuart. <laughs> I'm sorry. You weren't out. How do no. you nicely tell someone that closet had fucking glass doors? <laughs> oh my god! This isn't a closet. This is an entranceway. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It's a foyer. Whose mudroom is this? Um, <laughs> Don't talk about your mudroom, darling. That back door had a mudroom. Let me tell you. <laughs> oh, oh god! Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's the line. <laughs> we finally crossed. I'm it. sorry. I'm sorry. Did you watch our Brokeback Mountain recap? That's the line. I listened to it four times. <laughs> God, my favorite. I'm sorry. My favorite. I gotta part go to the crick. I gotta go to the crick. Was it Halloween or a regular Wednesday? It was a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> no, it was Halloween, obviously. You're like, it was Tuesday afternoon. I was selling Groga cookies. <laughs> yeah, good times. Good times. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. My first experience, my first experience with drag per se was a halloween experience i think i was in grade eight or nine and my best friend's mom went through a really disastrous divorce and gave me her wedding dress to wear for halloween and my mom painted as like a like a zombie so i went as this zombie bride but there are these photos that my mom took of me we did a full wedding photo shoot in my living room with brown shade carpet it was pole. we lived out in the rural and it's me and this not very nice wedding dress from Sorry Rose, but it wasn't great. <laughs> With like these fake flowers that my mom used to keep on the, like the coffee table. And I was like, why wouldn't you want to do this all the time? This is the most fun I've ever had. And I'm going out and because I'm dressed like a girl, I feel awkward because I'm dressed like a girl because I'm nervous that people are going to judge me for dressing like a girl. But for the first time, all the insecurities that I have about myself as a guy are gone. Mm -hmm. And when I saw these See? characters in this movie, I'm like, like Noxima's freedom. 
Like she's obviously so contained, constrained because of like race is an issue that's touched upon here. Economics are issues which are touched upon a little bit here. But when she is Noxima Jackson, regardless of the circumstances or where she finds herself or who she's surrounded by, she just, she, she smells of freedom and mm-hmm. earlessness. Like it's, why would It's when she crosses the street on the way to the China Bowl and she bangs on the taxi cab and takes that line, I'm walking here, I'm walking here. Mm-hmm. And she, because that's originally a, uh, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Dennis uh, uh, Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Is it Dennis? Dustin Ho- it's originally a Dustin Hoffman line. She takes that and she owns it and it's hers now. Midnight like Cowboy. that is the, that's the kind of freedom we all want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver. It's Dustin Thank Hoffman. You, De- it's no, Dustin it's Hoffman. I'm walking here. Yeah, it's, walk it's here. Justin Hoffman walking in Midnight Cowboy, and they're walking down a New York street, and the taxi cab comes at them because at that time you couldn't have permits to shut down a street, so they were filming in real time, and the co- the taxi almost hits them, and Dustin Hoffman yells, hey, I'm walking here, and he slams his hands on the... I promise you oh, I know that right. reference. No, you're right. Way too much information love, just to f- off the cuff. I love when two movie nerds <laughs> fight. I think that's No. But, so right. I was asking... Of all the things I could know about, I don't know basic math, but, you know. <laughs> um, I can't wait to see pictures of Stewart's first time in drag because I've heard rumors of them and I would love to see those photographs. No, I don't want to To be honest, I don't... Still, no. Do you have pictures of you in drag? No, I don't. And there's a reason for that because I was Okay, ugly. I was going to say, actually, that... I was a bridge troll. <laughs> Answer me these riddles three. Uh, the house down boots. But you no, made a I lot of money. Go. He made a lot of money charging tolls under that bridge. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Tricks for trolls. It, it was horrible. Like I, I've seen like you all in makeup. You all look great. I look horrible. If, and if any of you want to yes. do my makeup and you stop pretty, there, fine. But like, if you guys make me look like that again, I cried for a week. <laughs> I really turned around that that mirror and thought I was going to be a beautiful woman, and I so, wasn't. Can I do your makeup after Stefan? Like, can Stefan gonna, do yeah. your paint and then me do your paint? Because I promise you, there's a before and after yeah. picture. It's I'm the before, she's the after. It's going to be bad. No, it's just going to be two very different kinds of drag. You're going to look spooky with Stefan. You're going to have a very smoky eye. Do you know and why? I'm going to make you look like you're ready to compete for Miss Continental. Yeah. Do you know why I do That's- the? All I, want, all I want is a picture of me where I can put on a wall and be like, look, guys, I'm pretty as a girl. Can we do like an 80s photo shoot? This is 100% so he can everything. compete with his sister. Yeah. Can Chad, what? Say again, Chad. Can I be in this, please? Yes, of course, of course. Yeah. Maybe we'll Chad, have you face. done drag? Um, I've done my own version of drag. I've never had the thing where I've been painted and turned around and been like, oh, here's a character who's not me. What are you talking about? You just did that beautiful photo shoot. But that's me as Jim. I don't even see that as drag. That's the spiritual experience. That's character work. Yeah, fair enough. That's the other thing. Like I sometimes like when I've had to do characters. To me, it's like, well, I'm like I guess it's drag, but it's it's me as fill in the blank. It's never like yeah. Well, I've never met the drag queen who lives inside. I've seen glimpses of her, but she's always come out in the version of other people. So that's funny (laughs) because I've met a lot of drag queens who've been inside you. (laughs) <laughs> pregnant pause pregnant pause i don't know if it, wait. i like the way you're just going through the rolodex now to see if i'm full of shit or not i think that's beautiful <laughs> i can see you thinking like shit who's she talking about shit which one oh no shit. i'm not embarrassed by anything so i'll say though that the reason that i do more like spooky quote um smoky eye 
even with my beard is because the very first time I did drag, I hated it because I looked very feminine. And when I saw myself in the mirror, similar to Stuart, I almost cried. It made me so <laughs> uncomfortable to look I believe that. that you almost cried. I don't believe that you looked feminine. Thank you for that. No, I looked very, very feminine, very feminine drag. It was a, a female makeup artist who was just doing female makeup. And so it wasn't like drag makeup. So oh. though it was, it, it had like, um, it was highlighted in very specific places and, and, you know, very bright. It was a woman's makeup on my face. And I was so unhappy because that is. Did you go to a professional makeup counter? Because there's a certain makeup counter that does a lot of Halloween drag makeup. That's very well known for that. Uh, no, it was a, uh, it was a girl back in Vancouver who did my face for one of the, so like some, some absolute, um, uh, queen pageant thing i actually got into the semifinals but then i i froze up when we were doing my number and i just i tanked so hard which is fine but it wasn't until i did uh, that's why my drag for so long was so androgynous and nina flowers is life and everything was big and dark because i feel more comfortable with that very dark aesthetic than i do a very feminine aesthetic if it's like valley girl bimbo bullshit that's fine but when it's like glamorous big bright lips and big bright eye i hate it because i don't like the way i look but give me a smoky eye and a very huge like like done yeah all i want to do in my life is sit across the table of an interrogation room with marishka hargitay looking at me with that olivia benson grimace with like a little tear i want that in my life no what i want is i want to have drinks with olivia benson after work and during work, I want to be interrogated by Chris Maloney and have him hate fuck me like we were on Oz. The things that man could do to me. You have very different wants. No, that the things that you man know what? Could do. It's so funny. No, 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 no. It's so funny how when we're here, Stu is like, we have very different wants. However, when I'm getting text messages from this whore, because <laughs> she just walked through, I'm not even shitting you. I'm on my way to a jeweler's appointment. I'm about to buy thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. It's a huge deal for me. I'm making a giant investment in art. And what do I get but text messages from this thirsty ass bitch who is so dry, we're going to have to start calling her Sahara Desert. And she's like, I'm walking through my courtyard right now. And there is a man who is so sexy and the shortest shorts I've ever seen that are so tight, he must have jammed himself into them. And I kind of want to approach him and say, excuse me, sir, how dare you? Some of us are trying to live our celibate porn. It was so, the dialogue that he sent me, I was like, can you please record this and just put it into a TikTok? And then he did. It's on TikTok now. The script was literally the text messages on how thirsty this dehydrated bitch was. Bitch, let me tell you, there's no need to go down to the Titanic. Throw her in the water and it'll dry out. It's so dehydrated. Fuckers. And you got the nerve to come for me for making a Chris Maloney comment? You can take several seats. You're going to need a fucking bench. (laughs) 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 How dare you? So that was too long for you. (laughs) That's amazing. That was private. (laughs) There is going to be a 30 minute. Not when you put it on TikTok ass face. It was private until then. It was private until you used it as a public script for social media. We're going to do a 30-minute uh, recap of just everyone shitting on Stuart. Or, like, Stuart, <laughs> it's going to be great. That's my new bonus content. <clears throat> Sorry, Chad, you were saying something? <laughs> I'm just taking in the show. Okay. <laughs>
Okay, so that was our cutting room floor for this week. My thanks, as always, go to Stuart, Chad, and Joey for joining me on said adventure. If you loved it, amazing. If not, we're in episode 10. So uh, I hate to tell you, but you're still here, and I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you for joining me on this adventure. You can find me, S-J-M-A-R-O-N-I, that's S-J Maroney, on Instagram. And for more content, you can find Rebel Without a Closet at R-W-A-C-P-O-D, also on Instagram. We'll be back on Saturday with a <laughs> a ridiculous episode that I am very excited to experience with all of you. <laughs> it is the 1987 classic camp nightmarish film that was clearly just built from a mountain of cocaine and a dream, Mannequin. I cannot wait. This was so funny. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to leave it at that. We'll talk to you then. Mm-hmm.